Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. Today is an extremely important and exciting day because we are here with Amy Protexter. I cannot believe that when I met you, I was moderating a panel, and this was at Women in Cloud 2020. It was actually in person because it was January. Boy, did we have no idea what was coming the rest of that year. I know. Hi, Cheryl. I think about that a lot. Like, if only we had known, how would we have felt? Like, would, would we, we have been scared? Would we would we have looked forward to, like, not having to make the commute every day? I don't know. It's kind of hard to, kind of funny to play back in your head, you know? Yeah, so it was really an honor. I was excited slash nervous moderating your panel. I mean, it's a little nerve-wracking moderating panels for leaders such as yourself, but it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot then, and I'm really excited to interview you now. So before we jump in and hear some of your gems of wisdom that you're going to share as the senior VP at Insight, Marketing Insight, you know, can you share with us a little bit about maybe as a younger person uh, or, you know, as a child or growing up or what have you, was there anything that inspired you to greatness or something that maybe was really difficult and you kind of emerged better because of it? You know, um, I was thinking about this and I I remembered um, a, a time that, you know, I think ultimately when I grew up, which I'm not going to, you know, share my age, but it was a while ago. Um, and, um, my dad, before there was take your daughter to work day, my dad, who was, um, the head of the water department for the city of Kansas city, Missouri took me to work and he had set up a couple of meetings for me during the day. I probably was a young teen, 12 or 13. And I remember sitting across the desk from the city manager of, you know, a rather large metropolitan city and being able to ask questions about what this person did. And, and, you know, and I, I think, I think back on that. And I think the message that I got at that point was that I could do anything I wanted to do, which was kind of unique and, and different for someone at my age at that, you know, at that time of our history. And I think, you know, when I think about something that has been inspiring to me or um, that, that kind of helped me get off to that, you know, early boost, I, I think that that had a lot to do with it. I just never thought there was anything not open for me to do or try. And a lot of that was just formed by my, by my dad's willingness to sort of open the world to me. And um, as the oldest of three girls, you know, you know, we used to give my dad a hard time because he was even the dog was a girl, you know, the poor guy was just completely like, but he made it work. And he like, he really inspired, I think, all of us to become, you know, what we wanted to become with no limits. Yeah. And I want to take a pause on that for a second and just really um, highlight that he did he had a bring your daughter to work day before that was a thing. So take that going forward and maybe as we go back into work or maybe we voice an idea or maybe we're an emerging leader and maybe we ask to sit in on a high level meeting or just to be really bold in what we do for ourselves and also what we're exposing our kids to because it might just mean that someday our kids will be sitting in a senior VP role of marketing because, or some other amazing 
position or accomplishment because of something that maybe even seems simple to us at the time, but it was really important. So that's um, really fun to hear. Yeah, very happy that uh, I had that experience. Yeah, so that's awesome. And so well, moving along, you know, on your position at Insight, you know, and your sense, you know, can you share with us a little bit, you know, where you started and how you ended up there? Were there any twists and turns and bumps along the road? And if so, how did you overcome those? Yeah, interestingly enough, um, you know, I, I, I'm almost um, like a little afraid to tell this story because of the imposter syndrome that so many of us feel. But um, I honestly can say I've never taken a marketing class. And I came out of college with a history major from a liberal arts college. Um, and I think, you know, more than anything, that taught me how to think, how to put ideas together, how to think strategically about moments in time and um, the connections that, that make history happen, how the music and the art and the politics and the, the people of a certain time sort of create the, the genre or the era that, of, of history that happened. And that, that ability to sort of scale thinking was, was probably the greatest gift that I, that I received in terms of an education and everything else has really been self-taught. And, you know, I guess I have to say, I've never been one of those people who knew where I wanted to be or knew where I would be in five or 10 years. My, my career has been pretty organic and I've always just sort of looked for the next opportunity to contribute, to learn something new, to take on a little bit more, to, um, you know, explore a new area of, of opportunity. And, and I'm a big believer in growth mindset in that sometimes giving people who don't know anything about something the opportunity to try it actually you know, sort of exponentially unlocks growth in a person. And, and that's kind of how my, my career has gone is I just kept taking one step after another, some of them steps to the side, some of them steps back, many of them steps forward. Um, and at every point, just try to do my very best work um, and learn as much as I possibly could in whatever role I was being asked to do from a career perspective. So I'm really glad you brought, that you brought that up and just to take a couple perspectives on that. So it seems like that the message that you're sharing for maybe emerging leaders or maybe even leaders, established leaders who are looking to pivot and that you might not have the perfect education, you might not have the perfect experience or background, but if there's something that you're passionate about, don't hesitate to try. Mm -hmm. And then also it seems like it's important if you are an established leader to really identify strengths in people mm -hmm. and go after them. And even if they might be in one role to really pull them out and say, hey, I noticed that this one skill within this role you're amazing at. Have you thought about doing this? Because yeah. I can't tell you how many folks that I've interviewed that said, I had never even thought about doing this role. Mm -hmm. just Talked me out of what I was doing, and I said, "What? That sounds crazy!" And I ended up, you know, like loving it. And it was just, you know, a matter of someone believing in them when they maybe didn't believe in themselves or opening their mind to something that they wouldn't have thought of. So, do you agree with that? Am I on the right track with this? Totally agree. In fact, I think one of my favorite things to do, and or my 
the most rewarding things I've ever done have been to do just that is to unlock in someone an ability that they never really knew that they had to see something in them um, and give them an opportunity to, you know, to, to go a new direction, a bigger role. Um, you know, I, I, I can think of a couple people on my team now that I went to and I said, Hey, like, you've been doing this for a lot of years, but there's a role open over here. And I think you can apply a lot of what you've been thinking about over here in this much bigger role in a different part of the organization. And if you have the courage to take it on and figure it out, you know, it could be really, you know, instrumental to, you know, improving and and advancing your career. So um, couldn't agree with you more, Cheryl. And I think that's probably like, I think an important message for anyone listening is, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. You might fail. Um, I found myself at, um, you know, I, I left corporate America twice in my career to work at a smaller agency. And I learned the first time and I forgot the lesson and did it a second time. But that's really not what I love doing. I like being part of a big organization, shaping the strategy. Um, but at a smaller agency, you're kind of like dipping in and out of different accounts. And, and some people love that. That's what they're really good at. I found like I was always wanting more to be more involved, to stay involved. And that's just not possible. So, you know, you sometimes have to, to try things that that maybe don't work out in order to learn what you don't love to do. And that's every bit as important as learning what you do love to do. Yeah. And so we've been talking a lot about how to have a growth mindset, which we'll put on a shelf and talk about in a second, but also talking about being courageous to try something new. And Insight as a company, if my memory is serving me correctly, and one of the conversations we've had prior to this is Insight has been really courageous as far as, you know, um, changing, speaking of branding and marketing, you've done some, some, you're kind of doing some of your own work in there. So can you talk a little bit about that transformation? And, you know, was it a little bit scary at first? Like, what was that experience when you're not just reinventing yourself, but reinventing, you know, a brand as big as Insight? Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, we, I, I'm actually celebrating my seventh anniversary with Insight this week. So a bit of a milestone week for me and a, and a time to reflect on a lot of the things that have happened over that seven year journey. And we have changed a tremendous amount. Um, one of the things I think that is just really baked into the DNA of Insight is reinventing ourselves to stay relevant to the marketplace and to our clients. And Part of the way that we've had to do that over the last four to five years is through acquisition. So we've made a number of strategic acquisitions to flesh out and build upon some of the organic capabilities that we had with additional um, services capabilities and, and, you know, really talented technical um, experts and architects and engineers and so forth. And, and so, you know, the brand is something that is a living, breathing, organic thing that kind of changes just like your you or your career or your position. Um, and I think, you know, the basic premise is you really have to stay true to who you are as a company. Um, you can't be on the outside, but you're not on the inside. So you have to every single day be thinking about what is the what is the culture? What are the things that are important? What are the values that mean something to this company? What do the what does this company stand for? And that allows you to create, you know, 
just relevance externally, but also consistency, because you're not trying to be something that you're not. So um, it's been a journey. We are a very different company today than we were seven years ago. Um, and it it has happened, you know, in that organic way, um, just like a career unfolds that, you know, more responsibility, more capabilities, more uh, reach, all of those kinds of things. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, and let's just talk about that for a second. You know, when it comes to emerging leaders, you know, do you, you know, we're talking about emerging leaders and mindset and courage and all of those things. You know, do you think it's important that emerging leaders have the tools to speak up and be courageous to bring companies into the future? And that that being said, you know, do you think it's important to for existing leaders to invite people into rooms that might not normally be there to get perspective and to stay current? Um, 100%, yes. Um, I think that one of the most valuable lessons I've learned over the course of my career is just how powerful co-creation is in terms of forward movement. Um, you know, if, if you can get a group of people together who don't necessarily all have the same, you know, perspective, you're going to create something pretty incredible. And the other thing that you're going to do is you're going to bring along a group of people who help create that perspective or that idea or that, um, you know, new product or that, you know, new direction, whatever it might be. And, and they're going to be the ones, you know, kind of arm in arm with you leading the charge because they've, they've, they've bought in, they've, they've helped create the vision. They've added their perspective. Um, and so absolutely, I think as leaders, it's so important. Um, it's so important to, to invite different perspectives. And I would say as, as emerging leaders, you know, I think the most important thing you can do is find your voice and be willing to speak up with your ideas and, and be willing to bring sometimes even difficult feedback to the table for, for other leaders to hear. Um, and I think you'll know whether you're working for a good leader or not, whether or not that that feedback is received and sort of processed or if it's shut down and ignored. So um, I think uh, definitely feel like, you, you, you know, leaders have to listen and and others need to contribute for sure. Yeah, it seems like and I really want to you for bringing up that perspective, but kind of walking the walk, so to speak, and making sure that that is, in fact, happening at Insight. And so, you know, you mentioned a growth mindset, and I'm not sure if you were uh, referring to Carol Dweck's, you know, research in the last couple decades, but that is, you know, can we take a moment to think about that and talk to your importance about that as far as, you know, um, what a growth mindset means. And a lot of people have heard of the book Mindset and they've heard of Carol Dweck, but they might not be totally familiar with what it actually means to have a growth mindset, you know. And so can you speak a little bit to the importance of, you know, that if we have a failure, it's not permanent and enduring. In other words, that we can learn and grow from it. If we've had a job or position where we weren't successful, it doesn't mean that we are unsuccessful people. It means that that role was an opportunity for growth and that that specific role didn't grow up. So can you share a little bit um, a little bit about what a growth mindset means to you and why it's been important on your ascent in your career? 
Sure. Um, yeah, you know, to me, the growth mindset is that you um, maybe just hearkening back to the first story I told, it's like, there's no boundaries, you you have the ability to go figure things out and, and continue to learn and grow. Um, and that setbacks, I think it, it really becomes a matter of perspective and how you think about it. Um, you know, I have learned probably more from my failures than I have from my successes. And, and sometimes what you learn from a failure is, is, is what not to do or how not to do it or how not to be as a leader. Um, and, and um, uh, you know, I think you learn those lessons pretty quickly and pretty completely. So, um, you know, shame on you if you make the same mistakes twice. But, but hopefully in those situations, you know, you're learning enough that you are taking away those 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 things and using them as levers to improve your performance, improve your perspective, change your perspective. Um, I think that, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, I, I do think that, that there's also, um, you know, the ability to, to know what not to do. Like I can tell you a couple of the leaders that I worked from that I learned in spades ways not to manage my team and things not to do and and if you can kind of cap you like catalog those things in your head um it's easy to get things out of a bad situation that are learnings just like it is out of a good situation yeah that is is so true especially as my kids embark into their beginning of their working life you know that's wisdom that's going to be really important for folks that are starting their working career all the way through. And so um, now when it comes to when it comes to to mindset though, is what is the one thing that has served you the most and that is currently serving you the most is being a senior VP of marketing at Insight? You know, I think um, it would be that self-talk really matters. Like what you tell yourself really, really does matter. And and so it's really easy to listen to that critical voice in your head and think about the the ways you messed up, the mistakes. Um, but it's it can be really um, important for you to find the the voice that tells you, keep going, you can do this. Um, you know, I think especially for women and in in executive roles or higher roles within organizations, sometimes it's, you know, there is that imposter syndrome where you feel like, oh, gosh, I'm going to show up at the front door tomorrow. And they're going to turn me around and send me away because they found out I'm really not like who I said I am. Um, but you just have to kind of keep keep using that inner voice in a positive way to help yourself um, find the courage to maybe raise difficult, um, rate, you know, approach a difficult conversation or raise a counter view or ask to attend that high level meeting um, that you think you should be a part of. Whatever, whatever it is, using that self-talk can help motivate you and I think help give you the courage and perspective to, to do those kinds of things. Yeah, and I mean, you're kind of preaching to the choir there because that is like the core of part of my, you know, teaching. I could not back you up more. And one thing that has really arisen out of, I'd say the work of Daniel Pink, who wrote the book To Sell as Human, has done a lot of great work in that area, is just, you know, affirmations are amazing. So if you are 
talking um, about uh, positive statements, but one thing that he brings up that are even better than affirmations are what are called interrogative questions. So if you're thinking about a meeting, you know, instead of saying, I am capable of contributing, I deserve to be there, just say, am I capable of contributing to this meeting? Because, mm -hmm. or, or I am good enough, am I good enough? You know, because what happens, we tend to um, defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. say, I do deserve, you know, I do deserve to be there. I do have ideas that are worth sharing. I do. So, um, so these interrogative questions can help people do exactly that, what you're saying. And, and um, just a little bit more on self-talk, you know, it's the voice that we hear most often. It's the voice that we trust the most because we've heard it the longest. Mm -hmm. So whether you think you're using self-talk or not, you are, because every time we have a thought, you know, we're thinking. And so I couldn't agree with you more that it is so important that those thoughts are positive and encouraging because um, if, if we're not and they're critical, and, um, then we believe that voice. So thank you for bringing that up. It's so, so important. But the good news is there's tools. There's tools yeah. to, shift, to shift that. So... For everyone listening, you know, if you were to summarize and have a call to action and really give some, you know, based on the last, I don't want to date yourself or myself either, so I'm not going to say how long, but based on your experience, because I have a feeling we're around the same age, so I am not bringing that up. Based on your experience, or is there a gem of wisdom or something that you can share and say, you know, starting right now, I'd really encourage you to do this or, you know, this is most important. So what is a call to action and summary that you can offer to everyone? You know, I, I, I think part of it is the self-talk, but the other piece I would say is choose optimism, you know, choose the, the, the glasses half full perspective. Um, I, I think that, that, attitude and perspective me it is so much a part of how you show up every day i think it plays into the confidence that you can show um, when you're in a conversation or in a meeting or in a room with with people more senior than you um, i think if if you can um you know bring that kind of energy that positive energy that like a can do sort of attitude um, that kind of goes with the self-talk of how you can tell yourself to, to, to be valuable, to bring valuable um, perspectives to the table, valuable skills to the table. Um, and I guess that would be my biggest gem of wisdom is just all wrapped up in that self-talk, perspective, optimism, um, you know, way of thinking, I guess. Yeah. So maybe after you listen to this, create an interrogative question of your own and saying, do I bring value? You know, am I capable of speaking up and having an impact in this in this interaction that you're coming up? Or am I courageous enough to ask to be a part of this meeting? And so, Amy, thank you so much for your time and wisdom. I look forward to continuing to watch your journey and all of your success at Insight. And um, I look forward to following you in the future. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been great catching up with you.